Welcome everyone. This is Hope After Brain Injury, starting a brand new series called The Impact of Influence. Today is a very special time because I have two incredible leaders, ladies with me today to really connect to you as our family audience. Some of you may be familiar with them, others you'll get to know them. And for you who do know them, You'll go a little deeper to get them know, to know them better. With me is Dr. Mary Carlisle and Dr. Rosemary Randy DeBill. So ladies, welcome to the show today. Thank you. Yes, thank you, Patty. You are so welcome. So to this program, how about uh, Dr. Carlisle, why don't you start us off first and let you guys just introduce yourselves to everyone and um, maybe only, not only tell your name, but Tell us something that uh, about the brain that so amazes you. Okay. Well, I am Dr. Mary Carlisle, and I uh, am a retired physician. I um, was the former medical director of brain injury services at Baylor Institute for Rehabilitation. And uh, during my uh, tenure there, I was fortunate enough to have Dr. Randy Dubiel as one of the residents coming up in her training. And so that's how I met her. Hmm. And um, as far as something about the brain that amazes me, uh, it's something I don't understand and we can't manipulate, but the brain has this capacity to rewire and parts of the brain can take over for other parts. I wish we could control that, but I can promise you I've seen it. And I, I was reminded of a patient of mine who had a, a, a very bad brain injury and he his brain was swelling so much that they were worried that the brain was gonna herniate and, and kill him. So he had to go back for several neurosurgeries in which they removed parts of the brain. And he actually lost the motor strip on one side of his brain that controls the movement on the other side. And so technically, he didn't even have the part of the brain that you're supposed to have to be able to walk. And he walked out of our hospital. I remember the um, radiologists were so amazed. They, I got a call when I sent him over for scans and the radiologist was like, what happened to this guy, you know? And they were just astounded by that. And then I told them the story of mm, parts of his brain have taken over for what he lost. Yeah, I often would say miracles walk out of Baylor rehab. Oh, so true. Dr. DeBille, introduce yourself, please. Yes, so I'm Randy DeBille and I am the current medical director of brain injury services here at Baylor. Institute for Rehabilitation in Dallas. And um, I'm a physiatrist and a brain injury medicine physician. And so basically what that means is I really work towards uh, getting patients um, and their families kind of back to life after something usually unexpected happens uh, to their brain, whether it be from trauma or a stroke or uh, some other insult to the brain. Um, I've been at Baylor, uh, like Dr. Carlisle said, for many years. I got my 20-year pin this summer, and so I did my residency and then uh, took over the position after Dr. Carlisle retired. Um, 
Uh, you know, I would say there's so much that's fascinating about the brain to me. I think one of the biggest things just in the day-to-day dealings with people after, um, and individuals after they've had a brain injury, is just how different everyone can be from each other. Um, meaning that, uh, like Dr. Carlisle said, you can have an image that may show damage to a certain part of the brain where you would expect the patient to have some kind of difficulty or impairment, but it's just not always the case. Um, and then you can also have two people that look very similar in their injury, but completely function different and recover different. So that to me is still an amazing uh, phenomenon that we, as much as we know about the brain, there is there remains uh, still so much that we don't know, especially how it translates into how people function and how they recover um, after illness and injury. Mm-hmm. That's really nice. You know, and even talking about that, Dr. DeBill and Dr. Carlisle, just saying that word function. And that reminds me of our very topic today, the impact of influence. Because look at the way that each of you and so many others in the world have influenced and impacted the function of your life, whether it's professional or personal or, you know, in all the different means. So how about, since, since our topic in our series is the impact of influence, let's start off with influence. So Dr. DeBille, how about you go first? Why don't uh, each of you talk about how the influence of the other uh, had in your life developed in your life, cultivated things in your life. Just talk about how Dr. C, Dr. Carlisle, or whatever your nickname is for her, uh, influenced you. And then we'll have Dr. C. Well, I can honestly say that Dr. Carlisle is one of the major influences um, in my life, um, especially when it comes to my career choice and kind of how I think and go about my work day. Um, and and um, so I, I, I say this trying to holding back tears um, and she, she, she knows this, um, but I was, I was actually a medical student um, on, on rounds, um, kind of in one of my rotations, um, we kind of, when you're a medical student, you kind of go around and you practice uh, different specialties to kind of learn what fits you best and what you really enjoy. And so you do maybe some pediatrics and um, some internal medicine. And I happen to do those, but I also spent a month doing rehabilitation actually here at Baylor. And, um, and I, I spent probably not that much with Dr. Carlisle, but um, I, I think I rotated with her maybe a few days during a week. And I specifically remember the experience. And um, at the time I hadn't decided that I wanted to be a rehab physician, um, but I, I knew I loved uh, medicine and I liked complex um, decision-making and loved um, connection with my patients and their families. Um, and I got to see how she operated, just a glimpse at that point and um, operated in a sense of her connection with her families, with the staff, um, the other clinicians and, um, and her patients and was, was very inspiring to me w- wanting to go into rehabilitation. And then when I did my residency, um, I was just sold on taking care of this uh, particular 
um, type of patient. I like taking care of everybody and I, and I really still do. I will, you know, manage most anything uh, that comes across, but um, my, my true love is taking care of, of people that are, that are going through um, issues and, and difficulties after, um, after brain injury. Um, and I really think that it was the influence of Dr. Carlisle that really inspired me, um, that showed me you know, how, how you can deal with such difficult situations and very kind of unpredictable situations in a thoughtful and caring way um, that you really feel like, um, you know, that you don't see necessarily other specialties or other doctors being able to do. Um, so that was kind of the spark that turned me on to uh, not only rehabilitation, but specifically uh, working with patients um, after traumatic brain injury and brain injury in general. Mm -hmm. So it was a huge, huge influence. Huge influence. So Dr. Carlisle, after hearing that and what you put together, talk with us and the family about what, how the influence of of Randy DuBill and Dr. DuBill played such an influential role in you, your decision. She absolutely uh, was a superstar in my eyes. I had never worked with a resident before that was that caring, that empathetic, that kind. She really had it all. Uh, she was also super smart, but humble about it. And I think that's so attractive in a person yeah. when <laughs> they're pretty and they don't know it, you know, and she was <laughs> like that. She was brilliant, but she, um, uh, she, in, no ego was involved in anything. It was just what's going to benefit the patient and the family. And if I can share this, I hope uh, you don't mind, Randy, but Dr. Dubiel's mother had passed away early in her life. And I felt like she had a special gift for meeting um, the empathy that was so needed by uh, patients and their families who were going through this tremendously uh, difficult time. And she just said something that reminded me, um, in our specialty, um, you know, the medicine is so broad, uh, but, you know, some doctors like, you'll go to the doctor and they'll go, well, I'm an orthopedist and your bones are fine. See you later, you know. Uh, and even with internal medicine and, and many of the specialties don't really address the whole person. And I like uh, Dr. Dubiel, uh, my, my love in medical school was internal medicine. And, that, and that's where I performed the most outstandingly in that area. So I never wanted to give up being a doctor. I didn't want to just order physical therapy and say, see you later. You know, I looked on my role as being the medical doctor. Uh, I, I called in specialists when needed, absolutely. But I was the one who was looking at the big picture and trying to train my therapist to uh, and the nursing staff uh, looking for it. Like if they have clear fluid draining from their nose, be sure and let us know. Just educating them so that we all worked as a big team. And that's exactly the way 
Dr. Dubiel was in her interactions. So I was just delighted when I got to work with her and when she expressed interest and she was a big influence on me. I, I used to ask myself, am I being as thorough as Dr. Dubiel would be? And so <laughs> I tried to live up to her as well. Uh, she's really outstanding, always has been, always will be. Wow. Listen to that incredible, influential, mutual influence. <laughs> huge, huge. So as we keep moving toward impact, so there's the influence of Dr. Dubill, Dr. Carlisle, the influence. All right, keep walking with us along this life path, this journey. And let's talk about impact. So talk with us. Uh, this time, Dr. Carlisle, why don't you start us first? Let's talk about uh, really that power of impact. And, and this time, let's go a little deeper and uh, to, to take the professional genre. And also, let's take it to the personal, like you were touching on just then, Dr. Carlisle. And, and, and let's just put together some of that, those, because, you know, in your mind, you have vital points along life's journey, where each other plays a real important role in that impact that even affects choices, decisions in all sorts of ways, expected, unexpected. So um, Dr. Carlisle, I pass the mic to you, all yours. Okay. Well, um, Randy, Dr. Dubiel did have a wonderful impact on my life um, in many ways. Uh, one of the things I had worked hard um, threw myself into my career because uh, I was married for 42 years when I lost my husband, uh, but we didn't have any children. So I didn't have to worry about going home and feeding the children and putting them to bed at night. So I just put 100% of myself into that. But I saw that somehow she uh, was able to balance her life. She has uh, two, you haven't had any more boys, have you? Just two? Okay. Uh, <laughs> she has two of the cutest, most wonderful sons. And she did find that balance. I felt like her, she worked very hard at doing it. And so she, she was sort of, to me, I thought, I want to also not give my life 100%. My husband was in uh, ill health and that was driving me toward um, retirement. And uh, it was, it, it enabled me to make that decision. She impacted my life because I thought I've worked so hard uh, getting our foot in the door on the TBI model systems. And I was just fearful that it would just, you know, that no one else would care about it as much and she's taken the program and everything the research and everything to a much higher level but I I and I could see in her that she was able to do the balance in her life and I saw the importance for all of us to you're still a person you're a doctor but you're a person and you're responsible for the patients under your care but you're also responsible for the people in your family that you love and uh, so I was worried that she was not going to take the job. And then I wasn't sure I would be able to retire in peace. But um, 
she did agree to take it and she's done an outstanding job. So I was right. She was <laughs> the one. And uh, I'd, I'd like to take full credit, but very little of it is mine. Dr. Wilson had a big hand in that as well in choosing her. But um, I remember we had our, our, our uh, overlap. We were going to have one month in which she was going to shadow me while she picked up the reins. And I think after the first day, I was pretty useless. She had, <laughs> she had it. And she was in 100%. She took over. She did everything. I would hang out in medical records and just talk to people <laughs> during that month of overlap. But uh, I, I and, and truthfully, you know, I've, I've never, uh, she, has just done it on her own. She was and is capable of everything and she has taken it to a new level. And I have nothing but joy about that. And uh, to be able to walk away from something that was so precious to me, now I'm gonna cry, and uh, know that it's in such capable hands has just been a gift from God. And I honestly have not worried at all about the program. She's carried it and just done an outstanding, extraordinary mm. job. Mm. Thank you. Oh, gosh, thank you. Ooh. Patty, this is very healing for me. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for all those kind words. Wow. Mm -hmm. Dr. DeVille, what about that impact of Dr. Carlisle? Yes. Well, I mean, the impact lives on. I, I tell this to Mary uh, often, and we actually had a meeting. We had some t-shirts ma made uh, with this saying on it, but in my head, most every day, if not many times a day, comes across, what would Mary, what would Mary do? Mm. Um, and I, I listen to that voice in my head, and it's not just at work. Um, it's, it's how I interact with um, professionals, um, when I'm doing research duties, when I'm, you know, taking care of my boys or my family, um, you know, her, her influence continues, um, to, to be impactful in my life on a daily basis. Um, I want to touch on a couple of things that she mentioned. Probably the best month of my whole career was the time that we were together. It was like dream world because you get to round with, you know, not only your mentor and friend, but just the expert um, in the field and you get to do it in just a very collaborative way. So Mary, if you ever want to come back and do some rounds again, come on. I think not. <laughs> um, I also remember that month was October and, uh, at the, you know, her last day was October 31st, which is a big day here at Baylor rehab and also on the Dr. Carlisle slash Dubiel team. Uh, we take it very seriously. It's competitive here amongst the teams of uh, doctors and therapists and nurses. And so that year we dressed up as Dr. Carlisle. <laughs> she doesn't know. And so all of the therapists and myself and um, the whole team was dressed up as a version of Dr. Carlisle. And it was pretty hilarious and fun. Um, so you still live on, Mary, we've won the last two years for the costume um, contest here at the hospital. Um, and then, you know, I, I do say, you know, every day I walk up, the unit is named after Mary Carlisle. It's the Dr. Mary Carlisle brain injury unit. 
And so her, your impact lives on not only through me, but people ask who's, you know, who's Mary Carla, my patients and my families, many of the staff obviously know your legacy. Um, You know, as Mary said, she, she opened the doors for this program. She put us, you know, not only on the map, but elevated um, our center to giving just outstanding, excellent care for patients with brain injury. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's been, she, when she jokes about whether she was, you know, whether I was take over the job or not, I was, there, there was some time between my finished my like my residency before uh, Dr. Carlisle retired. And there was some time that I spent covering uh, for her on her service uh, while she did her research duties. Um, and then I had an opportunity that was not on the Dallas campus and I had my second child and I was really enjoying uh, that particular practice. And, uh, you know, she came to me and said, are you ready? You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm at a point where I need to retire. I'm, I'm you know, I feel ready to, to turn it over to you. And I really had to think about it because I was so happy with what I was doing. I couldn't imagine, you know, well, I love this so much. I, I'm not, I can't do what you've done because I'm, I'm not you. And so there was some caution there, but um, it, it was the best decision of my life. And I'm, I'm, uh, or at least one of them, I shouldn't say the best because I love my husband and that was a really good decision too. Um, I, you know, I'm, I'm forever grateful. I, I often tell people, you know, I really have my dream job. I wanted to do brain injury um, medicine so badly. And, um, you know, Dr. Carlisle teed it up to this, you know, great program, um, you know, uh, like she said, opened us up to a, a very exclusive and um, kind of group of researchers. And uh, we've been able to, to do a lot of collaborative work for the betterment of, of survivors and individuals uh, that are living with brain injury, but also those uh, people that are in their family circles. Um, so I'm, you know, your impact, again, in just my personal life is daily and multiple times through the day. Um, but, but also it's still felt here at our institution and, and that carries on through um, all of the current and future patients that we take care of in their families. Um, you know, we, we knew we have our uh, now second brain injury fellow. And so, you know, I too feel like we are having a hand in training the future of um, clinicians because I too uh, see a time when my um, you know, career will, will change or um, wind down. And, uh, and I, uh, much like Dr. Carla, am, am, am so passionate about what happens, uh, not only to the people, but to this institution and to our program that, um, you know, we, we want to leave it in, in good shape and, and know that, that it's going to be tended to um, after, you know, after we move on. So I'm just, well, a, kind of a, um, just a, a lucky lady. And I, and I do, I do think I have my dream job and I say it, it most every day. <laughs> mm, I hear not, that. not every day is, uh, is exactly <laughs> what you would love it to, to be. But, um, but I am, I'm, I'm very grateful to have this opportunity, uh, mm. to get, you know, a look into, uh, people's lives and I get to know them at, at some of the hardest moments in their lives. And, um, and kind of navigate that with them, um, you know, both medically and emotionally. And, um, and, and I'm, 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 I'm grateful to Dr. Carlisle for showing me that, that this, uh, 
that this can be done. Mm, that's right. Those opportunities, just like you said, that, that professional relationship, personal relationship, just life, life in general and every attitude. But just like you said, of laying hold of the moment, too, of those opportunities. And, uh, and the way even Dr. DeVille, when you talked about when Carlisle was ready to retire, he asked you, are you ready? Oh, you had a little caution there. And um, however, comma, uh, the next step was taken. And so the, the really the, the living legacy lives on through you, Dr. C, and those who will follow you, Dr. DeVille. Mm -hmm. So on that note, how about we pass along some contact information? Let's say someone wants to touch base or send a word of encouragement. What's the best way for them to go about this? Dr. DeBill? Yeah, I would say for me, um, probably the best way to get a full list of contacts and resources would, resources would be to go to bswrehab.com. Um, there you'll find lots of resources, not only about brain injury, but also about rehabilitation, community resources, um, contact information for myself um, and other, you know, clinicians and staff members. Um, there's links to what research is going on. There's links to their, our clinical programs. Um, so I think that's a really um, good resource to begin with. BSWrehab.com. Okay. Yes, great. All right, Dr. Carlisle, what's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Very different. <laughs> I would probably say Facebook, and you can message me on Facebook. And I've actually uh, had former patients do that. And I'm friends with lots of former patients and their families on Facebook. I am no longer in the field. Don't pretend to be an expert anymore. And uh, so I'm not someone, you know, that can really give you medical advice at this point because the field has grown and, and continues to because of the research that's being done. But on a personal level, I'm always happy to give encouragement and, uh, and to see how people are doing. And some of the staff people too uh, from Baylor are, are my friends. And I love seeing, getting to say happy birthday and see uh, pictures at Halloween. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's, it's all a joy. And Dr. Carlisle, would you spell your name for? Yes, uh, it's C. Mary is M A R Y, and then Carlisle is C A R L I L E. No S in it. Okay, no S. C A R L I L E on Facebook. Great. All right. So um, let's, as we finish up, let me just open up and give you guys the time for some closing comments. Maybe a challenge, maybe a thought, some tidbit of wisdom or some off the wall humor, but something that if you could pass along to the audience right now, something they could take with them and whatever field they're in, whatever situation they might be facing, what would you like to pass along as we wrap up our time for the impact of influence sponsored by Hope After Brain Injury? Dr. Carlisle, Dr. Dubil, whichever one would like to go first, all yours. I've got an idea. <laughs> Great. I, something I wanted to share. I remember when I was in, I, I'll refer to it as, as the hot seat 
that Dr. Dubiel is in now. <laughs> and uh, I, my sister who lives in Denver, she was always worried about me. She's a stay-at-home mom. And she's like, oh my goodness, you know, you just work so hard and the long hours and all of that. And, um, and she said, you know, what if you don't live to have a retirement and all this? And I said, I'll be fine because I have enjoyed, you know, even though they're very hard times, it, I feel like my life has mattered. And um, in addition to, you know, the life you have with your family, to be able, you didn't change the whole world, but one person at a time, you're able to touch them. And I, I think the wonderful thing about rehabilitation medicine, especially in brain injury, is we do cross the line. We have the professional person that we are. We have the medical responsibility that we carry, but we also become friends with our patients and families. And what I would tell my sister is that my patients, and, and she's, she would ask me, isn't it so sad to see a young person in the prime of their life Suddenly, I, I'm, I, again, I always think of all these examples, someone who was a National Merit Scholar and now their family's gonna have to care for them for the rest of their life. And I would feed off of the families and the patients and the love that was so intense. And I could see such examples of a Christian faith, you know, or whatever their faith was. And it's very different if you're um, dealing with someone who has no spiritual persona and they're just dealing with things in a, in a very different way. More anger, you would see more inability to accept. And yet you would see people that you would look at it and go, oh, this situation is the saddest one I've ever seen. But in families, and patients of faith, they could handle it. They showed a strength, they showed a courage, they remade their life into something different. And I wanna say to Patty Foster, if I'm having a bad day, I usually get, you know, not infrequent text messages of what you're doing now. And I feed off of that. I'm old and I have health issues and <laughs> I'll be 72 my next birthday. But I, I just say, you go, girl, because <laughs> you, you take the word you've taken um, an incredibly difficult situation and really change the focus of your life into an ambassador of goodwill and faith and acceptance and looking at, as we all need to do, look outside ourselves. I would say if there's one piece of advice I would give to someone going through a difficult time, turn outside yourself, go find someone to help, go volunteer at your local food pantry, uh, serve meals to the homeless. I live in a wonderful community in Enid, Oklahoma, which has so many opportunities to serve. So it's very different. Uh, I was a better doctor than I am a cook, but I still, I still go, um, and help uh, whenever I can to the welcome table or um, our MANA program at one of the churches here. And mm. there, are always, there are always opportunities to serve and they're healing for all of us. Huge, huge. 
And I bet they love you. <laughs> oh, not the food, but they're pretty nice to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Dr. DeVille, closing comments. Yes, I think all of that was so well said by Dr. Carlisle. And I think one thing that strikes me in kind of, um, you know, my day to day is it doesn't have to be a big thing to create influence and impact. Um, it can be small things, um, how, you, how you treat someone else, how you, you know, hold the elevator for someone, how, you know, I mean, I'm just continuously amazed how, you know, myself or my team, we're just doing what we do and, and the gratitude of people for what we've done that seems to me just basic and just like, doesn't everyone do this? And it, it, it just, it seems to be, you know, the things that people recognize always really surprise me. Um, so I, I do find that, you know, also looking towards connecting with others, um, again, you know, a, a small gesture, a hug, a pat on the back, um, you know, just some kind of, you know, greeting, it can really change somebody's day, which can change, you know, many people's days. So um, I, I, I agree that, you know, staying, staying outside of yourself in difficult times, um, reaching out for help. Um, and then again, knowing that um, just the little things that you can do um, can make a big difference to how you feel about yourself, but also to how other people are feeling. Um, so that would be, uh, that's something I, I'm still surprised about. Mm -hmm. Well, that's wonderful. Ladies, thank you, Dr. Carlisle, Dr. DeVille, for spending some time with me and with all of the viewers who will come in contact with us around the world. One never knows who's watching, who's listening, what they'll remember. So again, look, at the role now, even more of the impact of influence you're having through technology during all of these strange times in the world right now. So cheers, laying hold of the moment. Thank you for letting yeah. us have this opportunity. Yes, yes, thank you. You're so welcome. Well, audience, thank you for joining us for the impact of influence. With me again has been Dr. Mary Carlisle, and Dr. Rosemary Randy Dubill. Both were with Baylor, Scott and Weyer, Baylor University Medical Center, Baylor Institution for Rehab, with whatever the changes of the name, uh, based in uh, Dallas, Fort Worth, Texas area uh, for a number of years. Uh, but I also wanted to pass along to you that you can listen to this wherever your podcasts are provided and through the Hope After Brain Injury podcast, also through their website, hopeafterbraininjury.org, through my personal website, pattyfoster.com, P-A-T-T-I-F-O-S-T-E-R.com. So thank you, Dr. Carlisle, Dr. DeBill, and audience, may you be blessed with hope to persevere and not give up. Thanks.